Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line tonight. After the Nationals dropped their fourth straight overall, 8-2 to Philly, the Phillies in the series opener in Nationals Park. Doghouse, I know you were there. We'll start with uh, Jordan Zimmerman's performance on the mound and what could be his last start in Washington, D.C., at least as a National. 39-21 and 21 in his career in Nationals Park. 304 ERA, 358 FIP, 1.86 walks per nine, 6.87 K to nine, 240, 287, 367 line against, and 575 innings pitched in the nation's capital since his debut in 2009. We've been through Tommy John surgery with him, that fantastic postseason relief appearance in 2012 in game four of the NLDS, his no hitter last season in game 162. He's going to get a lot of money from someone this uh, winter, but most likely not the Nationals at this point. Started the game with a one nothing lead in the third, but the Phillies load the bases with no one out, a walk, a single, a bunt on which he threw to third, trying to cut down the lead runner and didn't get him. One out later, Aaron Altair lines, a, uh, lines one to center field. Michael Taylor charges in, tries to make a diving catch, and just flat out misses it inside the park grand slam, which is ridiculous and even more so because we've seen two of them so far this season in Nationals Park. Solo home runs by uh, Altair again, and then Darren Ruff in the fifth, 6-1 to one Phillies at that point. Jordan Zimmerman's final start, possibly in Nationals Park as a national, doesn't go as planned in any way. We'll get to the second part of that statement in a moment. But five innings pitch, six hits, six earned runs, two walks, six Ks, three home runs allowed. Takes a loss tonight, 13-9 on the year afterwards, and just not a good outing for Jordan Zimmerman there. No, uh, mistakes were made, certainly. Uh, i I got to admit, I liked uh, Jordan Zimmerman's last outing of last year much better than his last outing of this year, uh, <laughs> sort of in the, in the most obvious statements ever made category. <laughs> but, uh, you know, d- despite the, the no-doubters he gave up on the second two home runs, uh, it was sort of a near-run thing there. Um he goes to first, all right, that's that's one fewer runner. That maybe saves a run. Uh, he's maybe a little bit faster going to third. Mm, uh, he's probably not going to get the out there. I, I think that was a mistake to go to third. He didn't that, – that wasn't really a close play there. Uh, but the grand slam, and I'm making quotation marks with my fingers as I say <laughs> that, uh, was, was really just a, a straight-up misplay. Uh, Taylor tried for the all-or-nothing there. But really, come on, bases loaded. It's a one-run game at that point. I think you've got to try to keep the ball in front of you. Take one fewer step. All right, make the trap. One run's going to score. Maybe two. Maybe you get a chance to play at the plate, like if you try to play it on the short hop and glove it cleanly and, and make a hard throw in. Um, I, I think that was maybe just inexperience there. Uh, and, you know, because this, this is his first year up in the majors. And unfortunately, it it cost as much as it possibly could have cost 
at least in terms of runs. Fortunately, no one was hurt on that play, so I'm trying to look on the bright side here. Uh, <laughs> good, good and, and it ends up being a rather bad start for Zimmerman. You know, we've had the discussion over the course of the season about does he throw too many strikes? And, you know, certainly you could say, well, maybe he does, uh, except for the, what, he had two, three walks today? If you're going to throw too many strikes, don't walk anybody, for goodness sakes. Zimmerman was just at 79 pitches after he was done with the fifth inning, got out of that inning at least, but gave up the two more home runs at that point, six to two Phillies at that point. And Matt Williams makes what is now a controversial decision that has all of that sound and an outrage. He pulls Jordan Zimmerman for a pinch hitter. Uh, Wilmer Dyfo comes on, grounds into a fourth at second, eventually gets stranded on the base paths, but outrage at that point was just uh, I'm not sure I understand it honestly we've discussed it back and forth going uh, over the last hour or two as I explained before the show I I consider myself one of Jordan Zimmerman's biggest fans and as I joked I was into Jordan Zimmerman when he was still playing in clubs when he was playing uh, making indie films before he sold out to the system and became a big starting pitcher but the uh, fans are just absolutely up in arms about the fact that Matt Williams didn't give him an opportunity to walk off the field and get an ovation from the fans. After the game, Williams was asked about it, asked if he considered uh, sending him out for an at-bat or pulling him out mid-innings so he can get that ovation. He says, no, we've got to try to get back in the game. Jordan Zimmerman was asked the same. He said, I would have pulled me there too, but that's not going to stop any of the outrage on uh, Twitter and social media. I'm not sure I understand it, but what do you think about Matt, the way Matt Williams handled that? And should he have been playing the fan sentiment there and sent Jordan Zimmerman out so he can get that ovation? Or when you're not mathematically eliminated, even though you're eliminated in just about every other way, uh, should you still be playing for a win there and not worry about fan sentiment and giving Jordan Zimmerman his moment at National Park? This is not 2009. Play for the win. I mean, come on, it's it's ridiculous enough when you, you hear managers saying, well, I wanted to leave him in so he was in line for the win. I mean, if you say something like, well, I wanted to leave him in and give him an at-bat so that the fans could applaud him, oh, oh, oops, we gave up a scoring opportunity to do that and lost the game, come on! That is about the most silly possible way to decide how to manage the game that, that, that you can imagine. Sure, it would be nice if he could get an ovation, but Gosh, fans, if you want to give Jay Zim an ovation, pay attention to what the batting order is, see him coming off the field and his spot coming up pretty soon, and clap extra hard when he walks up at the end of the fifth. I know I did. Come on. Pay attention to the game. As it's just a situation, I'm looking at it and thinking this is just uh, boiled over resentment and anger towards Matt Williams for what's happened this year. A lot of decisions that we've openly disagreed with. Uh, this is the nicest way I can find of putting it uh, that he's made over the course of the season, the situation where the Nationals are now, where they're now one game, uh, one loss on their part, or one Mets win away from being eliminated from postseason contention. I think the fact that everyone bases uh, a lot of that anger on the fact that they were predicted by experts who usually are wrong on anything, everything to go to the World Series this year, but is this just people angry at Matt Williams and this is another reason to kind of lash out at him and saying they want him out of here? Well, I, I, I think that's there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of truth in that assessment. And uh, honestly, I think a lot of the reason people are Matt Williams are angry at Matt Williams and his legitimate mistakes aside is that uh, we're just mad at the Nats this season. We wanted them to do a lot better. We've seen a lot of underperformance. There's been a lot of frustrating injuries. 
you know, we, we can't actually go out and, I don't know, call for the medical staff to be fired or, uh, you know, as, as the old saying goes, when you can't fire the team, you fire the manager. It's sort of the same for the fans. We can't be mad at, at the entire team for all of the individual underperformances that we've seen from uh, all up and down the lineup and across the rotation and throughout the bullpen this season. So we, we focus it all on Maddie and, uh, you know, poor guy. He's nothing to done nothing to help himself out by having Ian Desmond bunt. Uh, that's just going to make it even more of a, a lightning rod for all that fan angst. And, you know, I, I certainly agree in, in that respect, but, uh, you know the 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 one real crux and and center pin of the the whirlwind of uh, of dissatisfaction. You know it, it ends up being the head coach. Uh, I'll tell you what had me angry tonight I was watching the Nationals swing like they've never seen a curveball before. Jared Eikhoff on the mound for the Rangers, uh, for the Rangers, for the Phillies. He was, I can't read and talk at the same time. He was acquired from the Rangers in the Cole Hamels deal in the, at the trade deadline, 1-3, and three, a 3-1-6 three, ERA, 3-8-7 fit, 11 walks, 29 Ks, 223, 3-80, 3-84 line against in 37 innings pitch since he made his MLB debut. He's coming off back-to-back seven-inning starts, though, in which he gave up just one earned run in 14 innings. Uh, lead-off double by Anthony Rendon, a two-out RBI single by Jason Worth, but the Nats up one up, one nothing early, but they were down 6-2, as we mentioned, after the fifth. Uh, Eikhoff ends up with six Ks and four innings pitched, uh, 16 Ks total on 99 innings pitched and seven innings, uh, just not 16 Ks, 10 Ks. I can't even read my handwriting, but it looked like 16 because the Nationals were just clueless against his curveball. Either it was a really good curveball or the Nationals just weren't picking it up. Whatever it was, Eikhoff pretty much handled them after giving up that run early. Yeah, that was I, – I, I really didn't understand how lost people looked at the plate. It, it, you know, we were texting back and forth. It was like they had never seen a curveball before and were just staring out like, I thought it was a fastball, but it goes down like like it's some kind of like arc. It sort of it bends at the end. I don't understand it. It didn't go straight. What's happening? I, I, some sort of black magic. I, I I don't know. Maybe he's got some kind of short arm action that, that makes it hard to pick up. Like they they weren't getting his release point. Yeah, they they were they were flailing at his curve like it had just been invented. <laughs> You mentioned Michael, we mentioned, I should say, not putting it all on you here, but Michael Taylor's misplay out there, the fact that he doesn't have a whole lot of experience. Matt Williams said earlier this month that he thought he had proved himself at the major league level this season, but Bernard Stan coming off an injury-filled season, uh, do you think the Nationals, just to pivot here to looking towards the postseason since the Nationals are about to be eliminated, do you think they give him a qualifying offer going out here, take the chance of him accepting a $14 million or so uh, offer for one year and try to rebuild his status in the majors and go out of here on a good note after an injury-filled season this year? It's kind of going to kind of completely hamstring him after an injury-filled campaign to also have that qualifying offer hanging over him and kind of ruin his market, I would think. But any chance that Denard Span comes back next year? I don't know, because I, I see if, if he gets a qualifying offer, I think he probably takes it. Because, you know, as as you've said, he's he's injured now, so he's a question mark to start the season. Uh, and he doesn't have the recent good numbers of, you know, it was it was a fun joke about his old man strength when he started hitting some home runs, but 
you know, he's he's a guy with young man skills, and you know, as sad as it is to say for someone far away from from the early thirties, uh, you know, he's he's at an age now where the young man skills start to decline a little bit. So this is really his chance to get a multi-year contract. And with that qualifying offer, giving up the, the draft pick to take him, that's going to make it harder for him to get, especially given the injuries. So that's going to make the qualifying offer look like the way to go for him. And I'm not sure that's the best deal for the Nats right now. He's a solid fielder. He could probably put together a two- or three-win season. So it will be about a wash value-wise. But the, the big question mark is, is he back healthy for opening day? you know, with a reasonable fraction of uh, of spring training to get him ready for it. And is he going to stay healthy all uh, all season? Are the Nats willing to roll the dice on that? Because I think if they give him a qualifying offer, he takes it. I think the other interesting question there is, do they trust the outfielders they have now? Do you trust Jason Worth to put together a full season at 36 going on 37? Do you trust Michael Taylor to be out there every day as an everyday player and not strike out as much as he has and continue to play the good defense he had before tonight? And I'm not going to change my opinion of him as a defender based on what he did tonight. And I feel a little bad for him now because he just was quoted on Twitter saying he thought he let the team and Jordan Zimmerman down with that play. But if if they don't bring Stan back, they have to get a fourth outfielder who can play every day, right? You're not going to be throwing Clint Robinson out there again in left field and relying on him to play a big role in there. You have to go out and get that fourth outfielder that Nate McLeod was supposed to be and never was over his two seasons in D.C., correct? No, despite despite tonight, Taylor is still a solid defender. And between him and, and, and Harper, you have two-thirds of a plus outfield. Worth, he's he's still a solid hitter when he's healthy. Uh, he's given up a couple of steps. I, I really think you don't want him starting every day there in left. Uh, you want to be able to, to spell him and let him pinch hit and at the very least have a solid defensive replacement to put in for him uh, in uh, in the later innings of a close game. You know, that's one thing I miss from the Riggleman days. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know who that outfielder is in the net system right now, so I, I think maybe they have to go get somebody. I don't know if that outfielder is in the net system right now. They have a lot of young talent in outfield and a lot of unproven players, but whether or not they have someone who can step in and fill in on an everyday basis if necessary because of injury, or they, I think they need to go out and get someone per, per, personally. But we'll see what Mike Rizzo has up his sleeve going forward here. Uh, one more note before we get out of here for the night after another disappointing loss for the Nationals. MLB handed down a three-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for Jonathan Papelbon uh, for hitting Manny Machado the other night pretty deliberately in most people's eyes except for Matt Williams and Jonathan Papelbon. Uh, he's going to appeal that, of course, so I don't know when he'll actually serve this. Hopefully they get it out of the way if they're not going to get an appeal going this season rather than worrying about it next year when he's going to be the closer on a team that you hope can compete again. But are you surprised at all that Papelbon actually got a suspension for this, or you think the fact that he threw up high kind of forced MLB's hand and dangerous play on his part there? To, if you're going to hit him, hit him low and not up high in the shoulder head area. No, I, I – uh... I'm actually quite shocked. I haven't been following the news today, and I didn't realize that had come down. That I, I, I find that very surprising. Um, 
I don't necessarily disapprove of it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on record as saying that I, I really don't think there's a place in the modern game for, for shenanigans like that, uh, especially if you're going to go up high. Um, so, you know, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm against the suspension. I just, I'm, I'm a little surprised that it happened because it seems so rare otherwise. You know, if, if this is if this marks a change in direction for MLB and they're going to start handing this out more often for throwing at people, you know, more power to it because I I, I think that shouldn't really be a part of the game anymore. But it's it seems a little out of the blue to just you know slap caps with it right now when it's uh, not something that happens very often. I'll just note by saying I like Jordan Zimmerman before he was big, just like I like the Brian Jonestown Massacre before the Dig movie, and I like the Shins before they were in Zach Braff's movie. <laughs> Matt's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. The Nationals are 78-75 on the year after the loss. One more loss or one more Mets win, and the Nationals are done for postseason hopes at this point. And it's inevitable at this we'll point. Finally so stop worrying about, about it. You have to learn to accept it, I guess. Uh, I'm regretting at this moment that we saved most of FBB's meager budget for a postseason run, but what are you going to do? One of many bad things that happened to the Nats this year. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. I will talk to you tomorrow after what is guaranteed to be a win, sir. Jinx, sir. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.